Caution. Learning in progress. Welcome back to another episode of Smarter Every Season. My name is Paul Harms, and joining me on the board today is Nolan Kitterman. How you doing? I'm good. We are very excited for today because we get to talk about the large software release that's coming out very soon, maybe right around the time of this episode. And we're, we've got some guests in-house who are going to help pull back the curtains and give us a little more details on that. So in-house with us, we have Alan Huber. Good afternoon or and good morning, wherever you may be. Yeah, whenever you find this. Yeah, I guess uh, put a face to it. Um, been a part of the training here, advanced training, but you know, Nolan in, in-house with us also, very much a big part of software and has been. Uh, his tenure goes back much further than mine. Um, so <laughs> always always leaning on Nolan for extra expertise there. But uh, Eli and Wendy, also a huge part of that team as well. So the four of us, I think, are the four horsemen of 2020 software this year. Ooh. I don't know if I like that analogy. Of the four <laughs> <horsemen>. <laughs> All right. Um, and if there were going to be a fifth horseman or a fifth element, rejoining us back in the product support suite today is Emil Bandy. Thanks for having me today, guys. And Emil Bandy has uh, recently, in the last 12 months or so, transitioned over and is, is working much closer with our research and development side. So he's not in-house with us every day on the support side, but most of you will recognize and remember his voice very well. Yeah, it's, it's awesome to be able to join you all. I, you know, it's, it's been fun having to be able to experience the field and experience, you know, talking with dealers and customers with the support team. And it's been cool to be able to experience re- the research and development now too and, and continue to push the envelope with our software and, and serve our dealers and customers with those features. So it's been, it's been awesome. We've got you guys in here today to help us unwrap, pull the curtains back on the probably the largest or, or important software update for 2021 spring, correct? That is correct. Part of the prep for this episode, we did want to go into some detail on the different production versions. Would one of you guys be comfortable diving into that? Yeah, absolutely. So Emil and I talk a lot, um, you know, in the background, you know, he's over in R&D. Uh, and I actually would say, you know, he hasn't moved to R&D. Uh, physically, I guess your, you know, your desk is over there, but a lot of it is you've extended product support into R&D. You know, you're on the R&D team, but a lot of that is to facilitate things like this, to understand and allow us to have that cultural experience internally, moving that into that, that, um, that emotion into R&D and kind of continuing to push that over there. And the reason I say this, because we were having a conversation the other day and uh, the phrase you really used was, um, it was the, it's the culture of precision planting. Um, and that exists everywhere from some of the new products we come out with, a lot of those you know, being uh, a result of someone in R&D back on their own family farm wanting a solution for their, you know, for their dad or their uncle or their own personal planter. And so that culture goes into product support. And so that's where sometimes almost feel like we get in trouble, where the culture is, okay, yeah, we can help you and we can help you and we can help you. And in order for to do that, for us to do that, we have to move really, really fast. And if we move so fast that by helping those three people, we've suddenly put 1,300 people at risk, um, that's a poor you know, user experience. And so these two camps allow us to kind of do both and allow us to kind of juggle that, that customer who wants to, to push the boundaries without upsetting the guy who is looking for speed and consistency and covering a lot of acres. He doesn't have time necessarily from a software perspective, to constantly be stopping 
and updating and stopping and updating. And I, I kind of think, Paul, that that segues us into talking a little bit more about production software compared to that limited production release. We've, we've really made a big jump in the software environment, how we set systems up. So yeah, last year there was a big change. Um, but even as we look at last year, last year's production-based software, the let's just call them the Delta Force V-Drive guy, a lot of other products fall into that category, but the, the majority customer who just ran the 2020.0.1, that customer had one software update. I actually looked back at our release notes. April 3rd, we sent out the 2020.0.1 software update, and that was the software that we wanted everybody to run for that season. And obviously, we'd already been started uh, in the South for a little while, but that .o, there was really only one update that brought some additional, I don't know, stability to that software. On the limited production side of things, that dot one side, we had about seven major software updates. We had, I think it was like, I'm sorry, not seven. It was more like nine. We had seven through planting. We had one specifically for then the side dress season. And then we had an additional one to get us on that 1.10 version for harvest. So that customer, you know, that cutting edge customer that was trying to do V apply base on a side dress bar or trying to add the latest and greatest combine onto his YieldSense platform. Um, that customer at most was updating nine times throughout last year's full growing season. Um, the majority customer, you know, the, the majority of our Delta Force, our V-Drive, SpeedTube customers, they updated once. And, and that was it. At that point, any other interaction with their dealer or with product support would have been hardware related, whether it was tweaking things to make sure that their latest hybrid uh, was running properly or getting back up and running as fast as possible when a piece of hardware actually did fail. And that's kind of what we continue to move forward with is 2021 software this year, our production-based software, is built off of over 14 months of, of planters running on a limited version. So not only do we have betas in the past, but then all of last year's limited com commercial customers were giving us feedback for 12 months and not just in the U.S., internationally, and specifically the Southern Hemisphere, as we finish planting, the South kicks off, and we get this whole you know, second season where they picked up the baton at that 1.10, and they continued to run 1.10 um, essentially for the last six months. Yep. And that is what 2021.0 production-based software is this year. Okay, so I'm sold. I've got a lot more confidence in that that production version you've, you've sold me on the battle testing you're putting it through but if i'm looking at 2020 uh, last year's production version versus this year's production version i've got a significant change what do i need to know about or is there any high level notes that that weren't covered in depth in training that we'd like to cover on that process i w i would say no and the reason i say that is i do want to push guys back a little bit to what we talked about in training you know we covered that the not just the high level, but the in-depth of making sure that once we get added into or updated to this year's production software, from the customer's perspective, that's a huge change. Um, how they set that system up and reconfigure even just V-Drive and SpeedTube is a, is a different mindset. And so hopefully we can continue to push guys to our operators' guides, you know, customers specifically. I, I know dealers have heard it and they've been hearing it all through training. Um, they've been hearing it if they've called in. You know, we keep pushing guys back to those setup videos, those setup documents. But what's nice now is, you know, last year we talked about production and limited release. There was a big chasm between those two. 
that doesn't exist this year because our production-based software compared to our limited release is more like um, it's, it's a parallel universe shift. It's a, it's a very, very similar with some additional information going on. Yeah, l- last year we really had a, a shift in kind of the principles or c- the concepts surrounding how you add add systems to your monitor with a new ad hardware concept that I know I know the team here has been has been talking through training through videos and and this year really it's it's expanding that type of concept with some new products with some new features um, you know last year was a bigger road bump this year is a much smaller road bump between the between the dot zero and the dot one. You know, bear in mind still, and I know, uh, you, you know, Alan's mentioned it before, but, you know, transitioning from last year's dot zero or, or production software to this year's production software, you're still going to have to, you know, make sure that things are, are configured properly, just like you did last year from uh, production to limited commercial. So it was a, it was a chasm. I liked that word yeah. by uh, Alan earlier. So that's a, we, we had a chasm between software versions last year. This, this year, it's more like a, a bumpy waterway. I can drive through that, and, and I wouldn't yeah. even I wouldn't even go that far. Um, I like analogies. Uh, you know, talking to people on the phone. Um, a lot of times, analogies work really well. And I think maybe a good analogy is last year, you were, and I don't care whose side of the fence you're on, you were transitioning from Android to to Apple <laughs> or or Apple to Android. Ooh, you might, you might oh, you poked somebody. Yeah. But that's okay. I don't care whose side you're on. <laughs> if, you, if you change, if you change He's camps, <laughs> if you change camps, it's not fun. It's not easy to get all of your contacts and all of your documents and everything from okay. one system to the other. We had to retrain the brain on how yes, things work. They're they're you they know both can from, make a phone from call. statistics mm-hmm. and from you know from power capabilities. They can do a lot of the same things, but they're different. Um, this year, it's more like staying in one camp and just updating to next year's model. That's a great analogy. You can always go back. You know, if the new model is too big of a screen, you can go back to your old one. It's the same software. It's the same user experience. There's not this huge, I have to retrain my entire brain on how to use this phone again. Okay, so we're all on the same platform. We're moving one version forward mm-hmm. this year. And this is you know going to time nicely with this release. Now we're talking about 2021.1. That's our limited release software version. And that software version is going to enable, is going to give me a few key things. One, it's going to, uh, it's going to open up some new features. It's going to enable new products, and then it's going to just change and update and, and improve some functionalities that are already existing. So let's take those one at a time, and I'm going to have you guys toss out the answers and, and elaborate. So I'd like to start the conversation around what probably most of our dealerships are most focused on or eagerly awaiting is that added capabilities and functionality around new products. Smart Depth, EM FlowSense, Row Cleaner Module. Did I miss one? Those are the three. Okay. Those are the three. Yeah, you bet. Um, well, let's start. Let's start with Smart Depth. Yeah. So you know, last year we ran Smart Depth as as a beta software. So seasoned exactly what we've been saying um, from here moving forward about about the different software versions that are out there. But this software really enables you to go in, communicate with Smart Depth, calibrate Smart Depth, run it in its field in the field, um, whether that be you know using a prescription for your Smart Depth, whether that be manually setting Smart Depth. Or whether that be you want to you want to go uh, full out to using Smart Firmer to control it automatically with moisture, right? It enables all of those features as we added in that Smart Depth uh, product. Any notes on the calibration process or oddities? Anything unique about Smart Depth in general? I really don't think there is. Um, 
I mean, smart depth for all intents and purposes is uh, it's, it's building on current architecture. So the setup process is going to be very, very similar to vDrive. And that's what dot one limited software brings to the table, the ability to calibrate that. And, and I think the cool thing is there's not that much like extra to talk about with it. it you know, as we went to uh, limited last year and into this year, now everything is just, oh, you know how you have the smart depth module. Okay, let's add hardware. Let's just add it. Yeah. You know, just add that Lego to the system. Okay, so the hesitation and why it waited until this limited release is A, to keep the previous version stable. And also, now we can get in the tested and, and confirmed changing the color on the diagnose screen if something gets outside of range. Adding Exactly. Okay, great. Yep. That's good. Exactly. Yeah. So it's pretty straightforward. And this will be what we're, what we're recommending go to field software version. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there will be, and as we announce, and as you guys probably already got, maybe even got the email already, you know, we're, we're expecting that first release. And then we're also going to be talking about, Hey, you know, there's going to be another release and here's about when it's going to be, we're going to, you know, add a couple new things in that as well. So there'll, there'll be a couple of those. So there's an intentional release schedule. Absolutely. Subject to change in timing and frequency, but there's an in intentional schedule coming on that just to keep up to date. And, and I think, uh, for me at least, you know, if if I'm if I'm there, I'm not going to plant until whatever that date is, April fifteenth, and I see a release coming out, and it's you know a month and a half before that. I know they're going to release another version before I'm going to go plant before I need to actually go test stuff. Well, you know, you can wait then. If I need to get it calibrated, if I need to get it tested, so I can get this build out of the shop and get exactly. the next one in, I can run it, load it test it, know that I'm going to be updating him, just pencil that into my time. Exactly. Okay, so the next product that I think I have received the most feedback on or, or anticipation towards software on is the row cleaner module. Mm -hmm. Another really simple one. Yeah, um, I was going to say, we, we were chuckling earlier, like this is, yeah, it's not that it's anticlimactic, it's just all it is is, is we plug that row control module in wherever is the most convenient, whatever's closest to your tank. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the biggest thing is we're cleaning up a lot of airline fittings. You're plugging it into the row can, correct? It's the hub. That is correct. correct. Right, right on, you know, whatever row has, uh, well, not, not has, it has to have, whatever row has your SRM can hub and is closest to your tank. And we're not just cleaning up airlines all the way up into the cab, you know, getting rid of an extra box. Uh, but there are some additional features to it. And that's some of that intentional uh, software updates on the road of, things that we add in to allow you to, you know, easily set control points so that as you get to the field and you say, hey, you know, I know that every time I get into last year's bean stubble, I need to start out with 20 pounds um, or maybe it's lifting 20 pounds, you know, whatever it might be. It's very much the similar set points that we're used to with V-Drive. Yeah, that's good. That's a good comparison there for sure. Just like, hey, I, on my V-Drive control page, I have... 32,000, 42,000, not 42, but like whatever your population ranges are, similar. Row cleaner module, I want to put a preset of negative 30 PSI. You set that up. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, two big things there is just cleaning things up and making it easy to use row cleaners. Okay, so then I'm, I'm setting really low expectations here, but EM flow sense, our electromagnetic <laughs> flow sense, we're enabling that product. Is this going to be similarly... And that's probably the uh, of of the of all of those. That's probably uh, the one that most people don't have as much experience with, right? And and that's the nice thing about that one is you know you add another flow sense type product to your liquid product, and you're just going to select that it's an EM flow sense path. Is really the setup process for 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 EM flow sense. Very similar 
plums in through you know normal normal control pages, normal setup pages, a fairly similar diagnose page. Um, you know, one one cool thing about EM FlowSense is that uh, just the uh, not not the, as much variability product to product, different viscosities and those type of things. And and with that, you know, it kind of comes in the ability to zero it like a load cell would. And they're going to be talking about more of that too. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. So we'll see, I'm assuming you guys uh, on the software side are going to be working with uh, Nate on the product lead for EM FlowSense. We'll see communication coming on that. Correct, yeah. And I would say, well, one last final thing with EM FlowSense, if you've ever used a MicroTrack flow meter or VAPLY-HD with FlowSense, you already have experience with EM FlowSense. It's just that EM FlowSense has other capabilities specific to how it handles the product flowing through it. The setup of it and the the functionality of it is the same. It's monitoring liquid on the planter, and we're going to set it up just like you would set up FlowSense. So if I know how to use a ball-peen hammer, I can use my claw hammer and be okay. You bet. All right. So that kind of handles the new products. There was a little, little less or anticlimactic on some of those. I was, <laughs> I was expecting more. Well, and, and the more to it is is watching the videos that like Ryan did. I mean, there's only so much we can talk about smart depth without showing you mm-hmm. what smart depth is. Yeah. Um, and so, and Ryan covered, did a great job on covering those topic points in his training. And when he was here on the, on the show earlier, I believe that was back in November, actually, yep. we, we got some of that download from him already. This is more on just what the software, this software version enables or unlocks for us. And it sounds like the, how it works is going to be pretty straightforward and standard. It's just the door is now open. You bet. No need for an unlock code. Awesome. So, <laughs> so that'll that'll open up the conversation to the if that if that ends the conversations on new products that are now enabled. What new features? I can't say the unlock button. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say unlock now. I mean, there's no add. Way. We added. We, we added. didn't unlock them because they weren't there before. Exactly. Um, That's much better. Yes. <laughs> but I would say these features are, are not locked or unlocked. They're features that we... They didn't we, exist. They didn't exist. And last year we wanted them to exist. And then we pulled them back a little bit because we wanted them to exist better for our user experience. So um, now they have the ability to to see what we were excited about, uh, some of the stuff that we were training last year, to be able to go in and see these now for our RX editor and our tank mix. And I know that there's been a lot of work, and I just want to give a shout-out to the software team in R&D. We have an amazing software team. They work their butts off, and I'm going to say that on air here too. There's a lot of times that we don't see these guys that after they eat supper and put their kids to bed, they're now they're spending another four or five hours typing on the keyboard. So. Call them out by name. Yeah, so shout out to uh, Ryan, you know, leading the whole team, kind of leading the whole enterprise uh, from 2020, from uh, I was back a long time ago starting on it and, you know, leading us through the Gen 3 and Gen 2 to, you know, Dave, who who leads, you know, our, our 2020 app that's on your, you know, user experience that you guys see the, the actual display, um, you know, to... Uh, Brendan, who really, Brendan and the firmware team that, that work on the firmware side, you know, as you're, you see motor control, as you see, as you see a motor spinning, as you see the SRAM operating, you have, you have his, him and his team to, to thank as well. So. Awesome. Well, hats off to those guys. I know they, uh, they make some of what the products do yeah. look easy, but I know it's a lot of work has gone into that to make it look easy. It's not. With that, I'd, I'd say go ahead and expand on those RX editors and our tank mix for us. Yeah. So one of the things I'm excited about specifically here is the RX editor. So their prescription editor, I should say. And and a couple of neat things about it. So one, 
you know, I've, I've dealt with prescriptions for, for quite a few years now and the ability for someone to go in and actually learn, you know, load a prescription in and as they're loading it, you can view the prescription now. That's a new thing that you can, you know, instead of having to go to the home screen and click around to see it, you, you view it as you're assigning it to your field. And then also being able to select certain zones of a prescription, not just one, not just bump it all up and down, but actually say, hey, you know, I got 20 zones here. I want to grab five of them. I want to grab all of them. I want to grab any mixture, mix and match that I want to do and either bump them or adjust them by percentage. It really gives you a lot of, a lot of uh, functionality. And a cool, a cool example. So, you know, uh, as you're doing demos for us on that prescription editor, you know, as you, as you make and hit save to that prescription editor, even if you're planting in the field, hit save, it automatically will, will shift your population to that new population right then and there. So it's, it's, it's pretty amazing what, what, uh, what the team has done on that. So on the fly editing, that's one of the big things. So it's, it's really, yeah, it's really cool. That's interesting. That allows you to edit the file while it's using it, and then as soon as you save it, it updates it and makes it active. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> David, uh, Dave really architected that and and made it r- really robust in, in its, its capabilities for that. So it's it's really cool. It's uh, a. I, I always look at it too. Is this is another tool in the cab to allow for variability? Here's one extra tool that can help continue to mold to my farm. And, and as we look at that, you know, we often refer population or, but the cool thing is like, this applies to anything that we can use a prescription on. Which is what, what's the full list that we can Ooh, use? Full list. Oh, yeah. full list. Okay. Let me see. No, I just, How long is this podcast? <laughs> well, I was going to say, so seating and whether that's be, whether that be your multi-hybrid script, be your standard script, doesn't matter. So seating and hybrid. Seating hybrid. Um, we have uh, liquid. So any liquid prescription we can edit and change granular. Uh, including, you know, granular, insecticide, any of those. Too. And remember, these prescriptions can also then be paired up with Smart Firmer. Absolutely. So add one more complexity to this whole list of now I've got my prescription and I want that prescription to interact with my parameters with Smart Firmer. So that just adds mm-hmm. another uh, awesome complexity to it that it, it actually complexity, I feel like, is the wrong word because we're not trying to make it hard. It's Yes, we're, we're mm-hmm. further tailoring this field to its needs. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, which the cool thing is it comes right along with the launch of the actual product, is Smart Depth. So your depth prescription, as we added Smart Depth, along with it came Prescription Editor, and we can do both of those. So yeah. you can control depth or influence depth by a prescription. Absolutely. Yeah, That's so if, if you... You know, if you didn't have Smart Firmer, or even if you have Smart Firmer but still have areas that you want specifically uh, or to control specifically to, again, you can pre-plan for that field and say, in these areas, we're focusing on or looking at an inch and three quarters. And in these other areas, I know that I always struggle with moisture here, and so I'm going to proactively plan on us moving towards two inches in depth. That's one, you know, potential environment where I would have a prescription so that smart depth can be doing that on the fly for me. And I don't don't want to set down habits or or complete understanding here, but what I'm interpreting that is it allows (laughs) me to set my preferred default depth. So this part of the field, I can be a little shallower. This part of the field, I can be a little deeper. And then I still fluctuate and vary and move along with what the smart firmers are telling me but that's, that's what I'm affecting there is my preferred default depth for each zone. Yeah, really, you, you with Smart Depth, and like you said, 
user manuals, the, you know, those are videos. Those are really the place to go here. But you can go manual with, with Smart Depth and just set it. You can go prescription or you can go with Smart Firmer. Okay, is there anything else we need to know about RX Editor and the 2020.1 software that we should be aware of? Yeah, I think there's there's one thing that we probably want to note here that as guys are updating from you know anything previous to the 2021.1 limited commercial software, when you up to the, update to that software, you're going to want to export any prescriptions and boundaries. And then once you update, you're going to want to re-import that and, and assign them. Because during that update change, we changed how we store our files. And so the old you know, the shape file format is, is no longer compatible, and now we're going to be moving towards our own proprietary format for that to allow for all these cool features. Okay, uh, we haven't covered on Tank Mix yet. Yeah, so Tank Mix is one that, um, that I've definitely been involved with for the last few years because it was something that you know, we have, uh, we've had this desire to, to track product better. Uh, especially from a fertilizer standpoint. And there's been, I don't, know, I don't want to call it pendulum swings on you know, what the best way to do that is, but Tank Mist finally kind of really brings that to the table where I've got carriers and I've got a, additional products, or even if I just have, you know, quote unquote, standard 1034.0, I can track each one of those individually. So if my my individual mixes change a little bit, if I want to add an additional stabilizer or... Uh, if some areas of the field I'm, I may be experimenting with my agronomist on what it would do to add uh, more zinc or, you know, more, whatever it might be, you've got, we, we all have these uh, special grow formulas, these secret mixtures. Tank Mix allows us to, to take track of that and not just mix it and then say, oh yeah, uh, you know what, in this field, I'm pretty sure that, you know, we had an extra five pounds here or whatever it might be. So not only do we, do we add the ability to track that? But with Tank Mix, it really kind of opened the door, opened the thought process of we can't just track it because we have to know what's going on. Uh, And so that kind of evolved into it's now kind of like a tank wizard. It has more than just the ability to say, I put in 10 gallons of this and 30 gallons of that and 100 gallons of a carrier product. All of the math behind the scenes on how to track that has been brought to the the front brought to the user face so that I can say I have a 300 gallon tank and I want my carrier to be a target rate of 30 gallons per acre of nitrogen. And as I start adding in these extra products, I can, I can specify, am I tracking this gallons per acre, ounces per acre? Maybe I'm mixing in a soluble powder that's going to be in pounds per acre. Um, And as I'm doing that, you know, we're constantly doing the math so I can say, you know what, I don't actually know offhand how many pounds I need to get 2%. And so tank mix will say, all right, I want to fill my tank. Here's how much you need based on the fact that you said 30 gallons per acre, uh, based on the fact that you've got a 300 gallon tank already entered. uh, And you know what? Make it one step further based on the fact that you still have 20 gallons remaining from the last time you filled up. I'm not trying to do partial math now on 200 and I already forget the number I used, 280 gallons. <laughs> it's about as hard as, hard as standing <laughs> yeah. out there with a piece of paper and scratching Ex- it on there. Exactly, exactly. So there's a lot more intuitive. All of that math was happening behind the scenes in the past. It has been brought into the, the UI, the user interface, so that I have a much more powerful tool than just tracking. Um, and that's why I think that Tank Mix is most exciting, is that uh, it is doing a lot of the math and making it easier. It's not making us dumber. 
because there's a lot of math going on there and you still have to know your percentages, but it helps us make sure that we don't mess up and we don't just go ahead and, and, and we accidentally, you know, blindly put in 300 and now I've over applied because I still had that 20 gallons remaining. Um, that's not just bad from an input standpoint of wasted inputs, uh, but if I am pushing the boundaries, um, maybe I've potentially set myself up for a, you know, a potentially negative effect on my crop. So you're telling me there's a wizard in the 2020 now. There's a a little wizard in there. (laughs) Merlin is going to help me get my mixes right so I can end the field on time. He's a close relative of the little guy that pulls your garage door up and down. (laughs) (laughs) So almost almost like magic since we're on the wizard part there. A lot of math behind it. A lot of math magic, yeah. Yeah. Math has always been kind of magical as as we've gone (laughs) through school and and picked up new um, theories and theorems and, and adds your maximum level of, of math capability. <laughs> Any sufficiently advanced technology will appear as magic to those who don't understand it. Exactly. There's a lot of magic in my world. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the thing, I, one of the things I like about it is, you know, you go in there and like you said, um, Alan, there's a wizard. And at, at the end of the day, like once you start actually applying liquid, you're going to get a summary out of it. And it's going to give you, you said that you'd, you're going to put, you know, how many pounds of that granular product in the liquid mix or how many ounces I put in there, how many gallons I put in there. We're going to give you a report at the end of the day of here's how many ounces you applied. Here's how many gallons you applied. Here's how many pounds you applied. Okay. Those are the pieces that are coming with this. We've covered new products enabled, smart depth, EM flow sense, real cleaner module. Those are all pretty straightforward, kind of anticlimactic in the hardware side of things. Ta-da, it's there, it's functional. Now we've got it all good to go. Uh, We've talked about the two features that have been added into the system now of Tank Mix. Uh, Wizard Merlin is now present in the building. (laughs) Merlin is now the code name. (laughs) And uh, prescription editing. So those those five pieces are now kind of unveiled and talked about. Is there anything else in this new software that you want to share with or give any visibility to our dealer network? Yeah, and I mean... Uh, one one I think important note to say here is as as this is being released, you know, definitely go to twenty twenty to ag. You're going to get this email, but there's going to be a full set of release notes there. They're going to explain everything right, and there's some other minor things. There's you know you're going to see a little bit of a shift and you know be uniform with how we add hardware and how we view things with a smart connector setup. So there's there's some small things here and there, but the the release notes really the release note set really try to go through and list out every single one. And, and explain those exact changes that are going to happen. One comment just after, you know, we now that we've talked about some of the data being generated by Tank Mix, we talked about the RX editor and the new file format we have for prescriptions. I think it'd be good to note for guys that, you know, after we release this, you know, whether it be a week or a week and a half, I don't know the exact timeline yet, um, but we will be also releasing an adapt version to to start reading that data into third-party, third-party software. Like with anything, you know, they'll have to take that, and then support tank mix and you know whatever that third party program mapping smart, program smart is. depth maps things like that. Yep, um, that's all row cleaner maps. Yep, that's all next on adapt. We'll now have that as well. Uh, and so, but just because adapt has been updated doesn't mean it instantly shows up in you know my my region's software platform. Exactly, and and I think guys are gonna you know you'll want that tank mix as an example. You know. Um, and, and we're going to make sure that adapt plugins available as soon as possible. Yeah. My explain it like I'm five scenario here is adapt plugin. This is what's going to take all of the, the metrics, the datas, the, the pieces that I bring into and show on the 2020 display in the field to the customer. 
all of that is being recorded and tracked and stored in the monitor. The adapt plugin is what takes all of that and makes it visual and renders it and makes it available in desktop or third-party softwares. It, it allows not quite that much. It, it's allowing that company to understand how to paint the picture. Uh-huh. Exactly. Um, it's the Google Translate. I, I think I used that in advanced setup or advanced uh, training quite a bit. It's not that someone in a different country doesn't know how to speak. They just don't know how to speak your language potentially. Google Translator allows them to to make the connections of, oh, hello is a good thing. Um, we've now made a connection here and, and I can say back to them, you know, in my, my language. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever, whatever yeah. it is. So that's what, that's what adapt is doing. It's, um, it's bridging the gap of raw data and visuals. And really like our mission statement, our goal with adapt that translator for third parties is we want to get this high definition data out to anyone who can use it. And we want that to be available to any company. Well, you know, they want to, they, they want to be able to see that five Hertz row by row type of data. We want to make it available. And so it's really that kind of open source. Hey, you 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 want to go hire a developer and build your your own program that can do it? You can go do that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's definitely a two way street, and it's a it's one of those good ones. It's one of those synergistic. I'm making up a little bit of a word there. Big word that, for the day. Pulling that together, uh, I'm working with SMS right now on. You know, it's, it's another issue with. That's not an issue. It's a new feature within Adapt, and it's you know there's no there's no finger pointing. This is a two companies collaborating to make sure that the end user has the best experience. And so, you know, I've, you know, Casey's reached out to me and he said, Hey, Alan, um, I know we've got these, these new files. We're looking into adapt and we're trying to understand how that, that variable, you know, how does that variable now interact with the 2020 file? Uh, how do we understand how to use that? And so there's been lots of back and forth conversations so that, um, we can understand more of what SMS needs in order to use those variables, and SMS can understand what the variable variable actually means. Any call-outs or requests or special notes or comments you'd like to share with our network of, of listeners preparing for spring of 2021? So we still have some time. You know, even Texas is really just starting to crack the, the edges of fully getting into planting mode. Um, and so that update process is happening in a much less stressful time. But when you're doing that, you know, make sure to go through the full steps. You know, the full, uh, when you're updating that 2020, uh, I sent a video out a couple weeks ago now of, uh, you know, kind of what to expect when jumping from 2020.0's production from last year all the way to 2021's production this year. Because of that big update, we have to update the actual 2020 firmware, not just the software that you see on the screen, but the DBM sitting on the ground behind the seat, wherever you've got it in your cab. Um, there's a big firmware update, just like firmware has to be updated on something like Wave Vision or something like an SRM. And uh, I think one of the biggest things we've seen is that that firmware process can take several minutes before it kicks off. And I'm being probably a little bit optimistic on that because I've seen it take up to five or six or even seven minutes. And if you're trying to configure things that aren't being detected because the DBM's not done yet, you're gonna start you know you start banging your head against the wall on why isn't this working? So definitely make sure that the DBM is fully on and functioning on the diagnose screen. You'll see it as green. If the DBM is not green, you're not done updating. So I'm the, the takeaway that's actually getting digested into my brain is patience, if I can exercise that muscle. And then once it, I think it's gotten done, just as a best practice as I'm making this brand flip or crossing the chasm, I'm going to 
do a full power cycle, remove the entire DBM from power, give it the 10 count, plug it back in. That's, that's what I heard out of that. Exactly. Um, you know, time is relative, but if it's the last thing I need to do, uh, like I spent eight hours on this install, it's five o'clock. I really want to go home. I have maybe a three hour drive home still tonight. And now I'm waiting five minutes for software to, yeah. to update. Uh, I'm pulling my hair out already. Yep. Get everyone on that 2021. We harped on it a lot in training and, um, and there's good reasons for that. Not just from the stability side of things, which I think is the biggest one because that customer will have a better experience if we can get them across the gap to 2021 now rather than when they're actually trying to plant. I'm trying to avoid going down the mental image here of evil Knievel crossing <laughs> the chasm over the Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon. Like, go now! <laughs> now much, I can all think of Toy Story. So. Much smoother landings than evil Knievel had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, I think that's a nice, clean area to, to kind of wrap up this episode. I would like to put out a request. If you have any questions for Alan or Emil or for any of the hosts here within Product Support, please send us an email at smartereveryseason at precisionplanning.com. We'd be glad to get some interaction, some ideas on what you need to get answered and what pieces that we can bring to you. So for the entire product support team here, we'll sign off and say thanks for joining us as we get a little smarter every season.